All right, welcome back. This is Justin, Fully Live Athlete Pastor channel, and we are on day 38 of the online Bible reading club. We're going to be hitting Leviticus 1 through 3 and Matthew 24, uh, 23 through 51. Now, uh, we're doing two videos on this day, Monday, because yesterday we tried to do a live stream. It was a total fiasco, though. I uh, actually recorded about an hour of content uh, with the chat room going on, but uh, as, as one person commented, the audio was a mess, and I didn't realize it, uh, that how bad it was until afterward the fact, and, you know, it's just a sad deal. Uh, it's basically unusable. I'll see if I can get that audio out of there and onto a video for you, but yeah, it's not looking good, so we'll probably just do a reschedule of that um, live streams at some other date, so be looking forward to that. Let's get into it, guys. So Leviticus uh, 1 through 3 uh, in the Hebrew Bible. It is the third book. There's the Hebrew Bible for you right there. Look at that. Uh, it reads from the, the back to the front, re real real crazy like that. And you read from the right to the left. It's totally backwards, totally crossed out, as they say uh, in American. So, uh, But yeah, so the, the, the book is, it actually begins in the Hebrew Bible with uh, the word for and Yahweh called, or he called. Yahweh is the implied subject there. Uh, and then the English name is Leviticus, which is a transliteration of the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, uh, which is uh, Leviticus, meaning things concerning Levites. And that name's a little bit confusing because it does, it, it does talk about much more than what the priests and Levites do. Uh, Leviticus' material is a continuation of Exodus. Now, we left our hero, uh, our people, in Exodus 40, uh, we, that the Lord's glory had just moved in to the tabernacle structure that was completed at the base of Mount Sinai, uh, which Mount, remember Mount Sinai is where the Lord gave the people the Ten Commandments. So they're journeying to the, the Promised Land, and they have this new base, uh, traveling base, a tabernacle, a tent where they uh, will meet with God, and they'll have priests represent them. Levites uh, will take care of it. Well, well anyway... So Moses is going to enter into the tent of meeting, which is another structure here built, and he's going to hear from the Lord, and so the Lord is going to give him all of these rules and regulations for how they are to sacrifice to the Lord in chapters 1 through 3. So chapter 1 begins about the 15th century B.C. at the entrance of the tabernacle, and that's again God's traveling tent. Uh, it's uh, the common Israelites, uh, all the descendants of the 12 tribes who were the descendants of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob uh, would show up to the tent of me, uh, tent or the tabernacle with a bull or a ram uh, from his, his or her herd and flock. And the procedure is he brings the animal alive uh, and stands there at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The offering that he brings, uh, it's a sacrifice, a sacrificial offering, it's going to be examined, uh, and before anything else happens, the priest is going to check it and approve it, make sure it's acceptable. And the man will kill the bull in front of the Lord and the priest, and the priest will take the blood and throw the blood on the sides of the altar at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then the priest shall flay it open, cut, cut it open into pieces there, and then they're going to create a fire, and they're going to lay wood in specific patterns and certain pieces of the animal in certain patterns. And then they're going to, uh, there's specific procedures in chapter 1, lay down for if the burnt offering um, from the man is a bull or a lamb or a bird, depending on the level of um, wealth the person had. Uh, the key verse is uh, verse 4, and this procedure at the entrance of the tent uh, is done by the man slaughtering the animal. 
uh, taken by the priest and burned, and it says it will make atonement for him. Now, what is atonement? That's the key thing you need to look at in this chapter. Atonement is satisfaction of God's wrath due to sins upon uh, of the man. And so each of us, we don't have to decide to sin. We don't have to learn to sin. We just sin. Uh, we, we've inherited it from Adam in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, we're born a sinner. Uh, we're, we're all like de- uh, an inmate on death row awaiting God's wrath while we keep on sinning. And what Leviticus 1 pictures is that some of us are going to be united to Christ and we're going to appear before God and a hand will be laid on Jesus' head here as the Lamb of God and He is killed in our place and burned up by God's wrath so that our sins would be satisfied. The judgment of God, the wrath on our sins would be satisfied. And this exercise was preparatory uh, and a prerequisite for eventually people to comprehend the meaning of the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, You'll see imagery as you read later in the prophets, like in Isaiah 53, about the suffering servant passage. And it it would say there that it's the will of the Lord to crush him uh, when his soul makes an offering for guilt. Jesus' body was crushed much more than any animal ever was going to be crushed because Jesus was crushed in both body and eternal soul. He poured out his soul to death. He was numbered with the transgressors, bearing the sins of many, it says in Isaiah 53, 12. And he makes intercession for the transgressors. See, he's not just the sacrifice. He's also the priest. So Jesus' priest offers up his own body and soul for sinners. And uh, that's, that's love. That's love. I'm going to ar- ar- argue that you really can't understand uh, the meaning of Christ without reading and really walking through. This is the story of the people. They dwell right next to God in the midst of Him, but to be in good standing with Him, to be righteous in His sight, there needed to be blood spilled for sin. And it, and it says in Hebrews 10:4 that it is impossible for the bulls of goats and uh, the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Uh, but and how does that happen then? If this didn't do it, it says it says in one one four that it, that they that the priest uh, makes atonement for their sins, right? Well, Hebrews nine twelve says that Jesus entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood thus securing an eternal redemption or atonement. You see that? Uh, it, was, it was crucial that we had someone without blemish, someone who is better than blood of the bulls and goats in order to take the wrath of our sin. And it is because of the fact that we are all sinners in the sight of God uh, and that we need to be righteous that this happens. And there is only one way. That's why there's only one way. That's why John in John 14, 6 says that there is one way to the Father through Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, you'll go back to uh, the, the text in the New Testament. We won't spend much time on it today because we've spent so much time inter- in introducing Leviticus and the content you're going to be reading there. But when you get to Matthew 24, the last half of it, what Jesus is talking about is the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. And that's going to come through through instrumentation of the um, Romans. They're going to come in and destroy the temple. Well, what's going to happen 
is it's going to be horrible. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. But what's what's actually what you actually need to be aware of is this was written after Jesus had been resurrected. So Jesus now has finished his work of becoming the offering uh, to make atonement and redemption for his people's sin. And now he's introducing a new time, of, of uh, and the Jerusalem destruction is going to be a forerunner of that, where he is going to come again, and he is going to bring about the crushing of the serpent in its entirety. And that's going to include both people who are insiders and people who are outsiders to the covenant. And there's going to be insiders, the people of covenant, who are not true believers, but are, but are hypocrites and false. And that's the, Jerusalem's where it all started. That's where the people of God uh, began, right? But uh, there's a lot of people there who don't believe. Of course, the same people who crucified Jesus and are against him. So the whole thing is going to be judged through Christ bringing about instrumentation here. But one day it's going to be the unmediated, unmitigated presence of Jesus Christ himself who will stand and judge and sentence and destroy all of the enemies who will stand against him and who, and who refuse to repent and, and follow him. That's where we're going here. And so you look at the destruction of Jerusalem uh, predicted by Jesus uh, 30, 40 years before it happened. And, and uh, what's going to happen there is going to be a picture of the end. All right, I hope that's helpful, you guys. Uh, like it, subscribe, hit notifications. Please, we got to have more subscribers here. We're at 114 right now. Let's get, let's bring it up there. Let's get this thing uh, trending uh, worldwide because uh, the Word of God is the only way to know the Lord. All right, take it easy, brothers and sisters. We'll see you all next time.